2: Okay, so this is the Gospel according to Mark. I'm I'm sorry, Matthew. Uh, Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted, so do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly
0: father. Gospel, Lord. Praise to you, Praise to you Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ.
3: Well, this is when he's sending them out two by two, right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. yeah and, my, and my question is did the apostles really have all that power? Because it, 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 it makes it seem like, you know, Jesus was doing all the healing and, and everything. And like, and they had some of that. And, and when they went out, they were actually allowed to perform some of these miracles. Because that comes through on the chosen, where, where they actually go out. So these guys really did have a job that was very similar to Christ. And they were blessed by that. And after those apostles, then what happened? Because there's no, you know, you don't see that today. What what those got what 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 they did, according to scripture. If if they expelled all those demons and actually healed all those people and did that, that was it. It was just with them, and it never really carried on after that, so to speak. I mean, people were healed and stuff like that, but not you know like the apostles did it. That's I don't
2: know. Well, this is kind of like a, I don't know where the other gospel comes from. Maybe it's somewhere else in Matthew that. But let not your hearts be troubled. Uh, type of message, where you know he has every hair counted on your head, and not a sparrow falls uh, from the sky without God knowing about it. Uh, so God knows everything about you, and um, don't be afraid. You know they can kill. They can kill your body, uh, but they can't kill your spirit. Only, only the devil can kill you. Can take both your
3: your body and your soul. Really? I what well, I, what well I, guess, really, I guess, yeah, if he gave th- they, they, you know, get your the sense, soul, they could throw you into hell, yeah.
2: That's, well, it says, uh, and do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy the soul and the body and get, and get uh, the devil,
0: right? Well, uh, I've read about this, and there is some commentary, maybe I'll read, where, uh, like, um, ultimately, that power belongs to God alone, uh, but in another sense, um uh he, um like i do think when he's when he says the one who who has that type of power that he's talking about god the father but also like god the father in in, in a sense you know people who go to hell it's kind of their own free choice you know because they, re, they reject god and jesus later says you know towards the end of this that you know if if you uh reject me i'll reject you before my heavenly father if you and and if, if you uh, you know confess me, I'll I'll you know, confess you move for my heavenly father. So, so I think that that it's it's kind of like that is the context in mind about oh, um about that that um, the thing I love the most about this reading was the uh, kind of the first part of um, that nothing uh, hidden will remain secret that everything comes to light because uh, for some reason that is the thing that uh like for, for me it's one of the most uh like comforting things when i think about you know uh i guess god and and uh and uh kind of the afterlife and things like that cuz i feel like there's a lot of things that go on here in earth that uh you know is is hidden and, and i don't like that and and uh, like you know uh um you know sometimes even like you know people believe things that aren't true because they don't see the light and uh but uh eventually everything's going to come to light and um so like in in another sense when you're going through like difficulties and you feel like you know nobody understands the difficulty you're going through um you know i think you should have faith that that uh they will understand at some point, you know, at some point, everyone's going to understand what was going on here. And that's why you can, you can kind of, you know, get through those difficulties knowing, you know, God knows exactly what's going on with me. And, uh, you know, other people are going to know exactly what's going on with me. And, and, you know, including my own weaknesses through stuff and, and, uh, and, you know, um, I did just check and yeah, this is it kind of, uh this speech was given before he sent the disciples out in uh two by two. Um here. I'll I'll read some commentary though about that uh fiery gehenna part. Oh, okay. It says um Uh, So God alone, not the devil, is to be feared, for only with God's permission can both soul and body be consigned to perdition, not destruction, since the idea of annihilation of the soul would be strange to Jewish theology. The apparent harshness of this verse is due to the vigor of Semitic expression, which does not distinguish the permissive form, oh sorry, the permissive from the positive will of God. So in other words, uh, you know, it's, it's said as if, you know, fear God because he can send you to hell, but it's, you know, kind of really like fear God because he'll allow you to go to hell. Uh, um. And then it says, a second consideration to cast out fear is that the disciple is not lonely and abandoned among his enemies. He who creates and cares for the sparrows is his father and cares for every fiber of his being if the persecutor triumphs over the body, and the devil, its only sphere of, of power it is kind of earthly things, it is only because the Father permits it. Such treatment is only a mysterious form of the Father's care. So like all the things that God allows to happen to us, in some way, you know, it may not seem like it, but it's actually because he loves us. He, you know, he cares about us. You know, he's, he brings good out of, out of those bad things and
3: uh yeah and that that was that was mentioned in the chosen uh when 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 James that's why I carry that stick with me sometimes I feel like the, the apostle James and 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 James you know humbly goes to Jesus and he said you know um, you know he's crippled he, he has trouble walking you know not as bad as I do but it's there and he asks Jesus to heal him and Jesus goes well I love you James and I trust you hear this no more about, you know, you're going to be with me in paradise, he's trying to tell them, and what, you know, how much more of an impact you'll have in your condition uh, and, and, and you'll be able to do great things. You remember that?
0: Yeah, that was a good scene. Uh, you know, he also does say, you know, you will walk again, but, uh, uh, you know, not on, maybe not in this earthly life. But uh something I, I feel like you should be wary of is that um you know, so the chosen is, is like kind of historical fiction. So that scene is not in the gospels. There's a lot of things in the chosen that's not in the gospels. So if you don't know your scripture and you're watching that show, you know, just be, be mindful. You gotta be careful, real real careful. Yeah, so don't <clears throat> I wouldn't treat I wouldn't treat the chosen as if it's gospel because it's cause it's not you know, it's based off of it, it's inspired by it, but it's not, you know not actual scripture. Yeah. Oh. Okay.
3: Yeah, that, that was, yeah. It, it, uh, uh, still, you know, the thing is, Jesus is very encouraging. You, you, you know that in the scripture, you know that in the show. And whenever you come to him with something, you know, he, he said, you know, big picture here, fellas. And, that, that, and that's
0: what he, he you keeps know. doing. Uh, so, I mean, that, that episode was in the same context is this where you know it was before Jesus sent them out two by two and and I would say that you know maybe the part of uh the gospel that was in, that did inspire that was kind of this verse where you know he says you know don't don't worry about those things i mean um it's also like you know when, when jesus says uh um, you know uh don't worry about what uh you'll eat or drink, don't worry about your food or clothing you know uh, you know, worry first about the kingdom of God, and then all all the other things kind of fall in line. It's the same type of thing here, where he says, you know, don't worry about your body or, or physical torments. Um, you know, worry about uh, you know loving God and loving your neighbor, and and that's you know. Uh, so sometimes, and I, you know, Jesus demonstrates it on the cross. You know, sometimes you. Uh, you know, to love God and love and love your neighbor, um, you know you have to you know, give all of yourself, including you know your your physical body, your emotional strength, and, and you know you basically like you know empty yourself in in love God. Well, what I'm going to ask you now
3: is very important because the, the comments that you made destroy the body and soul like the devil could do that, but you mentioned uh, about, it's kind of like, you know, Jesus is going to let you, if you want to go there, you know, so be it. That Jesus is the one that ultimately has the power over your body and soul. And that even though they could kill, you know, the body, uh, he's still going to have the say on your soul. And the devil wants it too, obviously, but um, Jesus has the ultimate, has the ultimate cast over that.
2: I like the um, in the psalm that
3: goes along with this
2: Sunday this psalm this, uh, is uh, very fitting I think I'll read it It says, see you lowly ones and be glad you who see God may your hearts revive for the Lord hears the poor and his own who are in bonds he spurns not let the heavens and the earth praise him the seas and whatever moves in them I think that's pretty good that kind of with that gospel, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah that that that's a stirring. Yeah, I, I was concerned about that when they said they could kill the body and the soul, and said you and they were talking about the devil. But yeah, yeah I totally misinterpreted that. Too. But, but Jesus ultimately has has that. Is that what I'm, I'm to understand with that? Well, I think if, I
2: think Jesus it's God, really, that has control over the body and the soul, and okay. the destiny of the body. <clears throat> Am I right, Keith?
0: Yeah, I mean that's my. It's um, not the uh, devil. Yeah, I mean, thought that was
2: talking about the devil because Gehenna is hell, basically. Uh-huh.
0: And the de- you know, watch out for the... I misinterpreted. I see that now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, like I said, though, there's that permissive will thing where you know God doesn't want to send people to hell. You know, it's kind of like. He does have the power to, and like you know, in the Saint Michael prayer, we ask that he send the devil and all his evil angels to hell. Um, but uh, um, but uh, I do think in, in this in this reading, particularly that last part where he talks about kind of like the final judgment, like the end of times, when we when we get judged and and you know the sheep are separated from the goats, uh, that uh, that's what it's referring to. It's that separation, you know, you know. Worry not about your, you know, physical things here on earth, worry about that uh, final judgment of, of your eternal destiny.
3: Well, part of the reason I, I had a real hard time sleeping and stuff because I had panic attacks over that. I, I started thinking about the people who do you wrong, you know, and you say, oh, I hope they go to hell, you know, blow that. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, what happens when we're judged and stuff, we go up there and all those people are there. They're they're in heaven. They made it through. You know, people that may have slighted you or something like that, and then that that, that really got me to thinking that you, you gotta you gotta just forgive and forget and move it forward because they could be there at the kingdom and Jesus says you know well you know they sin too we forgive them you did you know here they here everybody yeah. is.
0: Yeah, I mean that's also why I like the thing about everything uh, hidden and, or secret now will will come to light because you know those people who who did you wrong you don't know what's going on with them you know you don't right. know what why they made their decisions you know what ignorance they had what things they thought that weren't true or you know what you know only god really knows you know what what is at the core of our being and and you know what we you know and 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 what's going on here and stuff and so that's why he's the only one who can judge people and and uh and you know i, I always think that uh i just you know give people kind of the benefit of the doubt. Like, people who are doing bad stuff, you know, yeah. like when Jesus is on the cross, says, you know, Father, forgive them. They know yeah. not what they right. do. You know? yeah. yeah,
3: That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you
2: know, like the people who have wronged you, you know, holding a grudge, holding a grudge is, uh, it's, a, it's a heavy thing to hold, right? You know, grudges are, are weighty. They, they can consume you, right? And they can ruin you. And you have to get rid of them. And I think the only way to get rid of that is through prayer. And if you pray for your, Jesus said, pray for your enemies, right? And if you pray for your enemies, that is a a spiritual work of mercy, right? And if if you're engaged in a spirit, works of mercy are things that Jesus wants to see us do. There's corporal works of mercy, we give a homeless person a bowl of soup, that's a corporal work of mercy. Praying for your uh, the soul of your enemy, uh, the one who who's who, who's wronged you, yeah. um, and and that is also one of these things that will come out in the end, right? That will that an unseen thing that'll be seen in the very end, right? So it's beneficial to your own soul and your own psychology. Anyway. I'm glad you guys straight that out. I mean, we've all got them. I, I'll tell you one thing. When I was going through my divorce, uh, I, I prayed the Chaplain of Divine Mercy at lunchtime every day because I had uh, uh, overwhelming resentment. Okay? And that turned out to be, in retrospect, that turned out to be uh, something that kept, kept me sane. Well, if you, if, if you can call this sanity. You have seen me before.
0: <laughs> I, I, I do have another uh, commentary on that do not fear part. Um, this is a footnote. Uh, it says, uh, Human agents of persecution are not to be feared. Men can impose suffering and death on the body but cannot force spiritual death on the soul. Jesus uses this distinction between body and soul to contrast the relative value of earthly life with the absolute good of eternal life in heaven. And the part about rather fear him who can cast soul into Gehenna, it says, since Satan deceives and tempts souls into sin, he should be feared and resisted as our worst enemy. Uh, In view of... This uh, similar expression in Isaiah: God should also be feared. God alone administers perfect justice and can send the faithless to eternal punishment. A holy fear of God is thus necessary to avoid sin and its consequences. So it's kind of you know we were talking about whether it was you know fear in the devil or God, and here it says you know kind of. Uh, it does make sense to fear the devil as our worst enemy, but, you know, he's not anywhere close to God and ultimately the decision's are ours, you know, or it's, it's, it's our relationship with God.
2: Yeah. A story just popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this, it was a book of miracles, and I don't think it was anything that would be, have the imprimatur of a bishop or anything. It was just, you know, something you get off the shelf in the religious section. But it was an interesting story, and I, I, I assume there must be some truth to it, but maybe not. You know, but nevertheless, it's a good story. There was this nun who was taking a college course. I think it was in philosophy, and um, of course, her professor was typical of a professor and a philosophy professor in a college. Didn't believe in God. Was an atheist, and um, was certainly against the Catholic Church. And the nun. She came to, came to class in her habit every day which was the right thing to do. And he would uh, belitter her, belittle her, ridicule her every day for her pain. And then the, uh, one day he had a heart attack or a stroke or whatever and he died okay And um, while he was dead he went to hell or, or he was on his way to hell. And, uh, then he heard this nun, he he came to the realization that this nun was praying for him every day. Okay. Um, and as a result of that, you know, he came back to life, right? And was shocked at this idea that this nun had been praying for him every day.
0: And he eventually
2: converted, you know, came back and converted. But that's just one of those things. This is, uh. Uh, you know those hidden things that that will be revealed later. It's a good, even if it's a fictitious story, it,
0: it, it it's a good representation of that idea in this gospel. Yeah. I mean, well, that's definitely happened all over the place. I know a lot of people pray for me, and my conversion or reversion, and yeah. also those like little sufferings that we go through. Like I was thinking of um, uh, when. One of the kind of hidden things that goes on to me is like, you know, I hear voices and, and stuff like that. And it uh, reminds me of when, uh, you know, St. Paul, you know, prayed uh, about this, like, thorn in the flesh, you know. So it was like, he uh, asked God to take it away, and, and God was like, no, my grace is sufficient for you. And uh, it's like, a, I think there's like similar kind of invisible things going on where people are, are uh, you know, kind of being persecuted by invisible things. and. And, you know, somehow God's bringing good out of it, and, and, you know, know, patiently going through life with your crosses and stuff, that, you know, good comes out of it. And we don't, in the same way that, uh, you know, people's prayers are happening silently, and people are carrying their cross silently, and we don't know what good is coming out of it. Right, yeah. Robert, what are your
2: thoughts?
1: Well, I guess the one that comes out of this for me was always the, you know, that God knows everything, right? He knows the number of hairs on your head and the, uh, you know, the sparrow. And um, it's, it's like that other gospel reading where, you know, he says, you know, how, how much I clothe the, uh, the lilies of the field and the, the birds of the air,
0: right? Sparrows, yeah. right, and whatnot, and yeah, that's when he's saying, "Don't worry about your like clothing or food." Right, yeah.
1: right. So um, he always he oftentimes refers to the the things that we see every day in in uh, exemplifying his omnipotence, right? Instead of saying, uh, "Look at this nuclear power generator over here," right. Yeah, I did that, right? You know that kind of thing. It's really the simple stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he does definitely. Um... Hey, is anybody here? Uh, hey, hi, Bill. Bill. How are you doing? All right. How are you doing? Good. We're in the middle here, Bill. So we just catch you up with the reading. I don't know if you heard about it. The um... that was a paw print. Uh-huh. The reading was the one where God knows every hair on your head and okay, yeah. knows the yeah. sparrows and the, That's right, we the just did that at prayer group Tuesday. Did you? Yeah, I mean, well that's... the hear the gospel three times a
0: week. Yeah, yeah. are really
2: here in prayer group and for the men's group. Any insights? And from on the Sunday? church. <laughs> there you
0: go. Any insights from the deacon at your prayer group on this reading?
2: No, he didn't have any insights. So you're right, Deacon Bob was there. He's there every other week. Dude. Is the world coming to an end? You're stocking up? Pretty, um, pretty much for me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's part of my uh, rehab routine. They said I got to flush with seltzer and water every day. And you got to jam it down your and, throat. And you're in there a lot. Huh? And you're in there a lot. Well, yeah, but that's the price you got to pay. That's a pain the in the butt. In my butt. Well, it, it is what it is. I did that for something a couple years ago. I was like, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. You got to drink, you know, five of these and... In the bathroom all the time. Screw that.
2: Life's too short to be in the bathroom. <laughs> but William, on a positive note,
3: you missed our singing app. Happy Birthday to the Maguire.
1: Oh, that's right. Happy Birthday. 42?
0: Uh, yeah, it's not for so, another couple of weeks.
1: Though.
3: Yeah, what are you doing? Well, Bill was weeks.
1: not on that text.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because we got a cake in there. I don't have your I, phone I'm, number. I got the traditional cake. You remember?
0: Your phone number? Why did I not have the on that text? I'm gonna get us back on track here. I'm gonna read okay. another, yeah, another real yeah,
3: here. Yeah. let see what I got. Here we go. Mm-hmm. But we sang at birthday and it was very nice. So Phil, Phil today? Phil, Phil's not with us today, and and both of the shirt with the funeral this I don't don't have you on. Play. Play. Okay, yeah, I saw the. Yeah. So, uh, tell yeah,
1: me, if, if you hey, pay uh, two six seven.
3: Berks, uh, Nine you think we should? should really uh, 7064.
2: Five bucks in the thing. All right. So just, well, whatever. I, but, I mean, almost bought your book on Exodus. An well,
3: I was just at so a we'll flea market. A big fat That's book fair. on Exodus. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Should have yeah. bought it for you. It'd
2: be <laughs> nice. <an idea.
0: laughs> All right. So here's another reflection from this gospel reading. It's under the. Uh, is that book the better part? Uh, it says, Christ longs for us to accept an antidote to our fears. See life and all its hazards from the perspective of eternity. That's me, that's me. Forget it. No, all, that it. Is now, that? <laughs> all that is now hidden it. will be uncovered. Those who kill the body cannot kill the soul. We are faithful oh, to him during our earthly life. He will faithfully award us everlasting life. Christ speaks frequently about the kingdom of heaven, about what comes after this life. Perhaps he really does mean what he says. Perhaps he really wants us to set our hearts on his kingdom first. Perhaps he really knows what he is talking about. We do not spend our lives only for the few years of our earthly existence, but also for the fullness of the life to come. Catholics through the ages have administered this antidote to worry and fear by keeping always in the back of their minds the potent little Latin phrase, quid est hoc ad eternity?" what is this in light of eternity?
1: What, what is it again, quid? Yeah, I don't know
0: Latin, so I but kind tell of... Tell me what that. it is in Latin again. Uh, quid est hoc ad eternitum. Yeah. It's a good one.
1: What is this in light of eternity? Yeah, that is true. You know, actually, that's funny. You should. That's so funny. You should be reading that right now because that really something happened to me yesterday. I had that exact same thought. Oh, oh no, not yes. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Because I um, been a lot of people hired at my office, and people promoted. Not me, um, but partly in because I told my boss um, I didn't want to get any promotion yet because of what's going on, right? Um, and then I saw that these people were making a lot more than I am, the ones they were just hiring, right? And then I said that to myself. I said, what does this matter? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. In the grand scheme matter. of things, it doesn't matter. No. It's all a bunch of crap. Doesn't matter. Because I say, well, <laughs> all right, so maybe this <laughs> person makes twenty grand, twenty five grand more than I do. Yeah. Maybe his expenses are a hundred grand more than mine a year because he's got a sick child, or he's got a you know, or he's you know, bad driver. He has to get a new car every two years because he cracks it up. You have no idea, right? That's None good. whatsoever. Really None whatsoever. So um uh, I one of my she was a friend, not a close friend, but uh, a 99-year-old friend of mine died yesterday. And uh, she's a little old uh, Filipino lady. And um, these two little old Filipino ladies, she was 99, the other one's, I don't know, 90. Yeah, 90. And uh, they've lived together for like 55 years. More than that, probably. 60-something years, Right. Just two old ladies that never got married and just lived together, right? And uh, in different countries. So I was thinking about uh, this lady. And these ladies, they prayed all day long. It was amazing. Just unbelievable. Just the charity and the prayers and the... so. I mean, I can't imagine that this person uh, didn't just go like. Oh, yeah. Right away, he came in. I mean, she was totally going to confession and everything else, so you gotta figure what, what kind of sins is a 99 a year old lady making? Unless she's just, you know, thinking bad thoughts, I suppose, right? Yeah. right. But uh, it's interesting. Um, uh, so I asked her to pray for me now. Right? Her name's Lourdes. I don't know a lot of Mexican girl. You can ask, a pray. Lourdes, yeah. ask for prayers from Lotus. Mm-hmm. Um, that sparrow thing, I'm going to be haunted. I told you that already from last week or well, two weeks it's, ago. It's, <laughs> that sparrow thing, what happened to me with that bird? It's just going to be, uh, it's going to haunt me forever. It yeah. keeps coming up. Yeah.
0: It's like, huh. I don't know what
1: you're talking about. Didn't I tell this group that I, I, yeah, that the the sparrow was walking along? You weren't you weren't there? Yeah. And it was, it couldn't fly, so I was trying to protect it from being eaten by, by cats, yeah, because I protected it the week before, by t- getting it out of a cat's mouth, hmm. a feral cat, right, and um, put it back in the nest, and then so this time I didn't put it back in the nest. I put it in my house, and it was. Jumping around, and my cat's playing with it, <laughs> and the damn thing died. So you your, In your you house?
3: You had your cat kill it.
2: It died right there. Yeah, it died right
1: there while I was, while he, I was watching. You didn't want to be killed
3: by a feral cat. to you killed by
2: your cat. Your cat, right? <laughs> but it wasn't. It just
1: it didn't make any sense because he wasn't like hitting it. He wasn't like he wasn't like killing it. He was just like playing a little bit with it. Not it's like they Not like they a. But not cats. like a hockey yeah. puck. The <laughs> thing wasn't like you know what I mean. It wasn't like a hockey puck. So I think what happened is—I know it's off topic, but it, no, it's not. Because it's God knows it. The sparrow died, which really, really upsets me. Um, is that uh, it, it? It died of a—it died of shock. It just, yeah, it just uh, died of shock. was yeah, sure, like I'm gonna be killed. It's like it died of shock.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, probably. So anyway, I was—I was not. I guess happy. I would too if I had a you know, feline a thousand times bigger than me. Yeah. Me well, that's what I mean. mean but it didn't die like it.
1: then. It died like 10 minutes after I had put it in yeah. a box, and it was walking around the box. Then I'm looking at it, and it's like... And then I huh. took it out of the box, put it in some tissue, and like got to make a nest for it. And then I'm like, yeah, he's not moving anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to see that sparrow when I get to heaven. And did uh, you give him a proper burial? I did. Christian burial? I did. Where was he buried? I buried him under the plaque in front of my house. That's from my daughter's. That says Daddy's Girls. So, he's under there. So, I always will know that there's that. Uh, the, it's under there. Yeah. yeah. I thought about that a lot, actually. We're buried. Yeah. And I said, no, I need to be reminded that, I, that it's there. Yeah. But anyway, um... Uh... Uh the um the, this by this gospel also reminds me of the one where Jesus says um, okay the ones who believe in me they're going to do okay right mm-hmm. but the ones who believe in me and then stop believing in me they're going to be in big trouble right i don't know exactly what what verse is that? And But but you know what I'm talking about, right? And that's, that's kind of what I was thinking about with this one. Uh, so I think about the religions of the world, right? That, you know, people in China who've never been exposed to Jesus, right? Or India, or, you know, whatever, right? Good chunk of the world. The Pachamamas and everybody, you know, all these people, right? Pachamamas. You know? So it's like... Uh, no exposure, right? Yeah. No, well, how is God going to treat these people? Well, yeah. he can't very well yeah. say you're going to be in trouble well, here, right? Because you yeah, don't know me, he he right? Well, also, but he, but I do believe when they die, they are going to get the opportunity. Yeah, they're yeah. going to die. They're going to see Christ, God, That's the Holy Spirit. And, right? and he's going well, to yeah. say yeah. to them, here I am. And they're going to say, whoa, this is real. They're well, well, going well, say, who are well,
0: you? Whether well, they know it or not, he's working in their lives. So it's not like they'll be... When they when they see Jesus it technically it's not going to be the first time that they see him maybe the first time they know that oh that was Jesus uh, but uh, like you know the Holy Spirit is working in their lives you know everyone everyone in the world has a relationship with God whether they're aware of it or not um, true. that
2: is true very but true. The, yeah. the church's teaching does not condemn those people they call it an invincible. Notice they had
1: no way of knowing. Right. But what Christ said is the people that will get condemned are those who know him. Oh, absolutely. And reject him. him yes. Right? So that's the problem, right? That's really the ones we really need to be praying for, right? And um, yes. it's almost why Jesus sent them out to, to evangelize to the Jews before the Gentiles. Because the Jews had an opportunity yeah. Because Christ presented Himself and God presented Himself to them as the chosen people.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm also reminded of, and I'm not sure if this is what you were talking about or not, but when Jesus has that parable of the of the seed uh, you know s- scattered on different types of ground and stuff, like some of it gets, there's one type of seed that gets, you know, I guess, uh, choked by. The thorns and stuff. When he explains the parable, he's like, "Oh, these are the people who, who received the word, but then, uh, you know, right. earthly worries and stuff right. overtook them, and 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 it wasn't able to bear fruit." And and I feel like, you know, related to this gospel about the not fearing things, it's like. It also reminds me of that song by Janis Joplin because it's been in my head a lot of uh, you know Mercedes Benz where she's like praying oh, to the okay. Lord and like that's that yeah. that, that, that song's that's funny right? that song's funny because you know yes, was she's, sure. like, she's praying you know it's like about oh, Lord, okay. insignificant things like you know I think there's three things to talk to about one Mercedes Benz uh, my friends all a night all the town things. you know it's just like you know <laughs> fleeting worldly type things which. You know, obviously, like, this gospel is like, you know, don't worry about anything like that in this re- earthly life. That's why, um, like, you know, people who do worry about those things and the whole keeping up with the Joneses things, those are the people who get, who, who uh, you know, get tra- trapped by the worries of this life and, and they're not able to bear fruit because instead of staying focused on the kingdom of God, they get, you know, focused on these earthly little kingdoms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh-huh. I don't know. Did you guys want to end it now, or anyone else uh, mm-hmm. can just chill out afterwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was Any it, more uh,
1: readings? Yeah, to you? you got through them
0: all. Uh, I got a couple more here. I got. I got a. Here's another reflection on this gospel. It says. um We enter this scene midstream, Christ has just chosen his twelve apostles and is giving them instructions for their first missionary journey. He warns them that they will face persecution and hardship, just as he himself has faced. That their mission will demand courage, perseverance, and fidelity in the face of suffering, humiliation, and opposition. We can imagine the faces of his rookie disciples as he speaks of such things. Initially elated and excited at having been set apart as his personal emissaries, maybe Christ glimpsed in their eyes a flash or two of apprehension and concern. It's not going to be quite so glorious as we thought. Persecution, hardship, suffering, humiliation. Why is the Master speaking of such things? Can he not preserve us from them? Christ recognizes their trepidation and in these few lines, St. Matthew shows how Christ comforted and encouraged his little band of future martyrs and pillars of the church, and how he wants to comfort us. And, yeah. and here's another little reflection that says, in this, passage, in this passage, Christ commands us not to be afraid. Three times he commands us. He doesn't advise or cajole or recommend he commands us to courageously fulfill our mission as his followers. He commands us to trust in him without reserve, for we are under the loving and powerful care of the Father. He even knows the numbers of hairs on our heads. Amen. And
1: then, once he told them that they were going to be, and they kept going. Once he told them they were going to be persecuted and all that, he, yeah. they kept going.
0: Yeah, and also, uh, like, you know, they... Even after they were persecuted, right? Remember the gospel this week was uh, Paul, right? I didn't, I didn't listen to the readings.
1: Paul, um, he gave his exhortation on, I was shipwrecked three times. I oh, was there. I was whipped 40 minus one times uh I mean, uh, I, think I, took, I took lashes I think three, three times, times at the forty, 40 minus one, yeah. and I, I uh, had my fingernails torn out twice. You know, all this, whatever it is, I made that one up. But I mean, um, and he kept, he kept going. He kept going. He kept going. That is awesome. I think that is pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing when you think about
3: it. Yeah, Keith brought that up. So that wasn't a job scenario. Like in the Old Testament, you know, Job goes through all that, but he gets ten times back everything while he's still living. You know, but with with Paul, he went through it, man, and then they execute
0: him. Well, I think there is a, a difference between kind of Job and and uh, New Testament. Is that Job didn't have the benefit of Jesus leading the way. He didn't know. It, like you know, I feel like one of the main uh, things that I reflect on uh when I think of uh you know, Jesus' sacrifice it is that faith he has in God the Father that you know no matter what happens, you know, he has he has faith in God and he's kinda of like what this is about also, you know, don't he's preparing people to follow in that in that same path. Whereas you know, Job was more like he didn't know what was going on. He was like you know and, and he, yeah. was, you know, he was confused about it. And he he, he it, like uh um so I feel like, thankfully, uh, you know, we're called to have that same faith, but, but, you know, we have many witnesses of it. You know, Jesus leading the way, all the saints uh, following after him.
1: We just finished the book of Job in my other Bible study, and uh, it's good. It's good stuff you have another Bible study?
2: you cheating on us? <laughs> yeah. different, different
1: denomination. Maybe. No, it's not. What the Calvary church does? Oh, it's the King's Men. It's, that's what it is. It's the King's Men. We're going to start doing the Book of Tobit next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that uh, Book of Job, that's pretty amazing if there's all the answers are
3: right there in the Bible that's what I'm finding did you guys come across any passages that influenced you this week because I had like Luke 3 8 because I pray for you know healing I really appreciate it from you guys and all that but redemption also I think that's what I see because I feel very guilty about a lot of things that happened you know but it's happened and that's it so um I just uh you know with my meditations and Root creates is just about being fruitful. You know, that, that he is, you know, he, he, he's divine. And, you know, we're his worker bees? And, and uh, um, you know, the good tree produces the fruit. Bad tree is not there. And that uh, Jesus ate a lot of figs. You know, he, did, he didn't have coffee. He didn't have chocolate. He didn't have birthday cake and, and all that stuff. He had figs. So uh, you know that's what he ate. He just he, he used every uh, every chance he had to you know run some kind he talked a lot in parables as we all know. And he uh, and, and so you know that, that's a lot in the gospel message. He he was just trying to get you to think, you know, about what you're doing and what's going on and, and, and he helped you. A lot of stuff just start
1: floating through your head, and, and, and you, you gotta get it on track. So, well, today's reading was um, John the Baptist, because today is John the Baptist's feast day, right? Today is? Yeah. June twenty fourth? Yeah. So, um, there's another guy who knew what was gonna happen, who who, uh, who knew what was gonna happen to him, but he kept pursuing, right? kept He kept pres- presenting it. Whoa, <laughs> wow,
0: that's awesome. got yeah, in honor of John the Baptist. Oh, yeah. Throwing some holy water on you guys.
3: Uh, Thank you, go. you Keith. Hey. Ah, Keith, hey. you hit me, you
0: got me. All right. I got an arm there.
3: Thank uh, you very much.
2: I'll just read that, Luke.
3: Please, please, 3A, please do.
2: More. Uh, bear okay. fruits that befit repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Out. i said don't be don't be uh, satisfied that you're, that you're because of your DNA you know bear fruit right? well, and this is
3: the stuff that keeps me going through all these you know harsh times and stuff like that. I hang on to that gospel and cling to it like there's no tomorrow because for me there there might be no tomorrow, but what's true with all us. yeah. You know when I'm yeah. you know, going going go, going through this, you, you, know, you know the the harshness of uh, this rehab and, and all that kind of stuff, I could barely make it a lot of days. you You okay, Robert? The uh, uh, my, <laughs> my, my,
1: it's still my um. Oh, your hip thing? Yeah, what I footy move. Too much coffee. I'm <laughs> trying to <laughs> exercise my okay. my uh, hip. Okay. Thing. okay. Yeah, okay.
3: okay. But uh, that's. Made, you made it clear with the readings
0: from the passage that that's that's the gospel. That's yep. so that's good. Yeah. So that line Luke three a that is John the Baptist. That's fitting that you talked about it. Yeah, yeah, John,
3: yeah. It, it, came, it came from three. Yeah, it came from him, and then Luke, who came after him, wrote that. Paraphrase that. Yeah. Oh, that was that was John the Baptist saying he, that. Yeah, uh, bear okay. worthy of repentance. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then Luke wrote about it. So yeah. Yeah, I had to read that a couple oh. times because I'm thinking Luke's hand said no. Baptist, John the Baptist said it, but Luke oh. rewrote it because don't forget he was not one of the original apostles, even though he's considered an apostle. Uh he was not from the original twelve. He uh-huh. came Luke came much later.
1: And uh What part is what part did John the Baptist say? I think the whole thing.
3: Yeah, he paraphrased yeah. that. And I and didn't uh Paul come after oh. them too? Oh you're right. No, no, he was oh John that. prepares Okay, I see. Now I
1: see. That. The whole the whole it's chapter the is John. Okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's good.
3: Yeah, but that that, that that's where I guess because you know there's the original twelve apostles, and then Matthias became the thirteenth, but then they still brought in Luke into the fold as an apostle. They made Paul an apostle. You know, so there I always got confused with that because you know we had the original twelve. And and then they have
1: the disciples, so it's just intricacies there. I just read that. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. You want to read it out loud? Please, please, please. No, I mean, that is amazing. When you read that, that is amazing. A voice of one calling in the wilderness. Right. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for Him. Every, just view all these things in your mind. This is amazing. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill made low. Crooked roads shall become straight. The rough ways smooth. And all people will see God's salvation. I mean that is that is a that is one huge parable. That is one huge like metaphor of every single thing, right? If you make straight paths for him every problem you have will be taken care of and through God's salvation isn't
0: that it yeah there's a little part where when he when he talks about um bearing fruit worthy repentance that I really like where he he, the crowd kind of like asked him uh what to do
1: and he says uh... oh it says I have it here it says what should we do then the crowd asked right John answered anyone who has two shirts should share with one who has none and anyone who has food should do the same even tax collectors shall be baptized teacher they asked what should we do don't collect any more than you're required to he told them then some soldiers asked, what should we do? And he replied, don't extort, extort money, and don't accuse people falsely. <coughs> Be content with your pay.
2: Yeah, hear that? Be content with your pay. That <laughs> <don't> always bother me. <laughs> well, then I know that. That's, that's true, true, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, then he always said that. God always said that about the servants too, right? Well, how come they get paid more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come they get paid as much as I do? They only worked an hour, and yeah. I've been working seven, eight hours a day. Remember that?
0: Yeah.
1: And Jesus said, well, you signed up for it. Your vineyard. <laughs> it's his vineyard. You yeah. signed up for it, so yeah. that's, I, I, I that hits me all the time, too. Yeah. Um, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So um, I'm going to pause there because I do have a question for you. Um, We talked about this, but I guess I have a a memory lapse, right? Because I think you gave the answer, but I I guess I need to be refreshed because I forgot. When did John the Baptist realize his cousin was God, was the Savior?
0: Yeah, I don't, I, don't know the answer to that question.
1: Because to me, it almost is like he had to know oh, 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 growing I, up with uh, this guy when he was in the womb. Oh yeah, but, but that's he what jumped I jumped in the womb. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Why, That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, that's no, you're right. So yeah, that's exactly right. So right from the beginning, so this guy, John the Baptist, knew his cousin was God. Well, and grew up with him for 30 years.
0: Well, well, also there's a part where he says... That, 30 years, uh, keep it quiet. I, well, you're my brother, and you're 30 years my Savior, and I'm going to keep there, it quiet? There's there's, there's another part, though, where John the Baptist uh, says, the one who sent me uh, to baptize told me that uh, the one who you see the Holy Spirit descend upon is the anointed one, So so... Obviously when you're a child, you know, particularly a young child, you, you may not remember uh that as you grow up. So maybe he recognized him in the womb, but you know, wasn't conscious of of that uh growing up, but definitely he knew when he saw the Holy Spirit descend upon Jesus oh. at the baptism of mm-hmm. Jesus and and uh oh. and then he referred to him as the lamb of God. And I always thought it was interesting when he refer- when John the Baptist, you know, was the first to refer to Jesus as the lamb of God because there must have been some type of private revelation to John the Baptist that would make, help him make that association with Jesus as the, the, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You know, it, it's not a. It, it, in light of the Paschal mystery, it makes sense. You know that Jesus, uh, you know, is, is, you know, was is like a sacrifice. And his is like you know, is like the the Lamb from Passover and stuff, but. But uh, you wouldn't know that. Uh, I mean, there's no reason to think that that early in, in the gospel. Hmm. Uh, wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, we'll those? keep in our prayers uh, to the repose of the soul of Kathy Burke. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. um, I guess that everyone's... Uh, Everyone's prayer intention to your mark and his, his physical healing. Um, Bill and his wife and children and, uh, Robert and Steve and their, their families, um, and all our family and friends. Lord is so Lord is the soul. Oh yeah, the repose of the soul, Lord is, um, in the name of the Father, of and the, the Son and of, Son, of the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit, Amen. Amen.